Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Today, episode 31, you obviously see who we have on based off the title. Um, you can't see them, you know, virtually because we don't do video anymore, but we have Sean Riley on today. Um, if you do listen to design podcasts or at least within the sports industry, you probably have heard his podcast, uh, the Bad Design Podcast, but we will get into that later um, because I have been asking him plenty of times when it's going to come back <laughs> he, he hasn't been able to give me an answer uh, so maybe we'll get an answer here tonight um but anyways welcome welcome thank you for coming out today on this uh great wednesday morning at the time of posting but when we're recording it is a monday night at about you know seven eight o'clock so um we're going fantastic sean thank you for coming on how are you doing today good man i really appreciate you have for having me on jared um you know, it's crazy. You are, you said, you said you're 31 episodes in, huh? That's, that's longer than my podcast actually ran, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a long, I mean, it very easily could have been like, you know, do two a week. I used to do two a week, but now I was like, no man, like once a week, schedule it out. I think, I think, honestly, I think I found a system where like I scheduled out, oh, it's going out every single Wednesday. So like the consistent listeners are like, can expect it every single Wednesday, you know, rather than Oh, here's an episode on Monday. Here's an episode on Thursday. Next week, Tuesday, you know, oh, Saturday, you know. So it's not just like pops up randomly in your feed. It's kind of a set schedule. I found that going a little bit better. And I mean, not only for the listeners, but for myself to be able to schedule out when we're pre-recording it, when it's going to be posted, you know, be able to fit guests in and have something consistent. Um, that's been it's been really well. Um, but yeah, so introduce yourself to the people. Um, who you are, where you're from, what you do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can go as deep or as shallow as you want, kind of, you know, do whatever you want. Floor is yours, my man. Yeah. So name is Sean Riley from Long Island, New York. I uh, graduated with my graphic design and advertising art degree from Seton Hall University back in 2015. Um, after that, I went to this company called USA Football, worked as an entry level graphic designer there for about four years uh, before I decided to leave. Um, and I went full-time freelance for about a year and two months. Uh, mostly worked for Bleach Report, FanDuel, uh, Overtime Sports, um, and just a bunch of other smaller companies. Then uh, decided to go back to full-time and The Athletic reached out to me. And it was a role I was interested in. And now I've been here for about a year, almost a year, a year and about in one month, it'll be about a year. I've, I've been here at the athletic where I, uh, primarily work on their social team. So I, I help them with you know, designing templates or any, anything social related heroic imagery, you name it, anything with a brand. That's pretty much what I've been, been up to. Awesome. I've, I've been, I mean, I really have been following, been able to follow sports via social media through like bleacher report and you know, overtime and athletic. And I think those like platforms, like alternate coverage platforms, other than, you know, the, your ESPNs, your Fox, your CBS, whatever the hell it is, um, include the community and stuff and things a little bit more and like make mm -hmm. things fun a little bit more. Um, so, you know, that type of the content that those type of platforms put out is always very appealing. <laughs> I find yeah. like ESPN and they have to be so professional and, you know, everything. And there's more community and comedy and stuff with the other platforms it's always it's always funny to see what they're what they're going to post um 
But you said visual design. Did you say your title? Visual designer? Did you say it? Yeah, I did okay. not say it. Yes. Visual designer. Okay. Correct. Um, so I guess you did, you mentioned a little bit um, like what, what you do and what your responsibilities are. Um, but what's kind of like with working with the athletic, what's like the dynamic, like you go into work every day, obviously, like how big is your team? Um, you know, how does the whole shebang system kind of work? Yeah, I probably should have specified like my whole career I've worked on social. So <laughs> it's been my, you know, expertise, I guess you'd say like everywhere I went, I've never worked within print, which nothing against print just always has been what I knew was social. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the athletic, they brought me on specifically for, they needed a graphic designer for social. So they, our team, I don't know exactly how many, cause we actually just lost two graphic designers on our product side, but um, we have two on the editorial side and three on marketing. And then I'm the only one on the social media side. Um, I mean, pretty much every day, like from a day-to-day -day perspective, social will hit me with requests, usually Monday or Tuesday, early in the week, throw it in uh, this, we have this site we use called Trello. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll go through ideas, brainstorm ideas, choose the best ones out of that that need maybe heroic treatment or um, maybe something that needs more of a graphic designer's eye. And I'll mostly focus on that. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm focusing on our social templates or our social library, uh, which is pretty much like, all these things I put together that are unbreakable. We actually don't use Photoshop, which is very interesting. Um, before I got here, I was always a Photoshop guy, but what they use, they use a program called Figma. It's becoming a little bit more popular in the, the sports realm, um, which is like a dumbed down version of Photoshop. It's pretty much like all the basic features, but there's no like photo retouching really. Like there's like slight photo retouching, no masking. It's all like the basics. So you're using, you know, your text tool, shapes, um, you can still mask within a shape, but you're not going to like pen tool or um, what's it called? Your way out of an image. Uh, I'm totally blanking on the other one. The lasso tool, what, you know, you oh, name yeah, it, whatever, yeah, you're, yeah. Mm -hmm. whatever you're masking with. Like there's none of that. So like pretty much what it allows you to do is like program these templates. So they'll auto reformat. So like if there's like three lines of text, everything will be spaced correctly uh, for that template. And it, it's honestly like, at first I was like, I'm going to hate this thing, but it honestly is really nice for when you have like someone who's just a social programmer who needs to work on a, a template. Like in the past, I know a bleach report, I'd be handed a template that's been manipulated like 30 times because it's Photoshop, right? So someone's mm -hmm. like changing the spacing, the type, how many lines, like say it's a quote, uh, it's a trade, you know, who knows? Someone's manipulating it with this, like nothing changes. It constantly is the same exact template no matter how many people mess with it. Um, it's interesting. So, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what I do on a day-to-day -day at the athletic. That, what is it called? Figma? Yeah. Figma. It's, I've seen now people starting to get like, catch on to it and, and use it a bit more. I'm sure like, I wouldn't be shocked if Bleach Report starts to look into something like that, or a lot of these other sporting um, platforms or, you know, like your Fox sports or, uh, anything like that i will say like the treatment is a lot different it's a lot of the same functions but just different uh avenue to get there to the end result compared to photoshop which i think it's a little bit more free flowing mm -hmm. just basically like just looking at the uh the images on google the ui kind of looks like adobe xd if you've ever used it mm -hmm. it looked 
I mean, I may be looking at the wrong thing. I don't know. Um, here, <laughs> just to verify, just to verify, I'm going to share my screen just so you can look. <laughs> is this yeah. what it is? Yeah. Okay. That's so, it. Yeah. So yeah, for the, for the listeners, obviously you can't see this. I just basically searched it on Google and pulled up images just to verify, but like that is in XD, like all the directional, like do people wireframe in, in this? Yes, they do. Um, yeah. And it's, it's nice that you can collaborate with people. So you could send them the link to your file and it's all online. You know, you can all connect to the same server and, and work in a file at the same time. And I know, I know there's a feature oh, awesome. similar to that with Photoshop, but I have never really messed with it. But yeah, this so much simpler. Um, I will say the only thing is like, if the files get too large, it becomes extremely difficult to work within. So do, does the program just not like humongous files? Yeah, I think it's just becomes too much for the system to, to bear or the program, I should say, to bear. Mm-hmm. But other, other than that, like I've found it very easily to work in. I guess anything that like, I think like with that's actually really a really good aspect of when you mentioned like when you have to change text and you know whatever if it goes from three lines to five lines it automatically you know shifts and you know creates the space for it that's that I bet that like make workflow really really easy and you wouldn't really have to fuck with things too much um which that sounds like a really good positive because sometimes it gets a little bit much <laughs> in photoshop yeah um I'm- but hmm it, especially, like I said, for us who we're a small team, I'm the only, like I said, graphic designer who works on the social team. So everyone else is social programmers. When you have to hand off templates, to social programmers, it's not always the greatest like feel like you kind of <laughs> like, uh, do they know what they're doing? Like, do they have the correct font files? This is just like, you really don't have to worry too much of them, them screwing them up because there's not mm-hmm. that much to screw up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's, is it all online or is it, in like an application because i see i see some with like a toolbar like up top but then i see some with like it's on an internet browser yeah you could do either or um i obviously use the application on my computer Mm -hmm. but yeah you could you could just use it on your browser as well damn okay well that's actually kind of cool i like that i like that i like it a lot actually Hmm, i might look into this it's it, like I said, it's good for small teams, and especially when you don't have graphic designers uh, around you who who are going to be using these files. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, crazy. I, crazy, I never heard about until I got here. To be honest, I I didn't think something like this would exist. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's it's making its rounds now. Mm-hmm. All right, so I we got to get into the big thing that I wanted to talk about, and you you know what it is. I don't know if this is a. <laughs> is, I don't know if. This, <laughs> When, when you first started releasing your podcast episodes, I was an avid listener every time you'd, you'd make one. And it was a fantastic, fantastic podcast. I thought it was ran really well. You did a really good job producing it. The guests you had on were awesome. But then it just stopped. <laughs> What's your explanation, Sean? Yeah, so it, there was a lot that, I mean... First off, there's a lot that goes into a podcast, right? You know this, mm-hmm. running your 31 episodes in. It was a lot of work. There was a lot of preparing for an interview, 
um, in terms of questions, topics, getting to know your guests, making sure you're not asking questions they've had on other podcasts or, or anywhere else. I mean, necessarily, um, then learning about their career and then, then finding topics, like I said, to talk about and, um, all that work became a lot. And, and at the time I was full-time freelancer and I ran pick six, which was like a sports company, like Instagram page or whatever you want to call it, sports media. Um, and then I also had a fantasy football podcast. So I was just overworked. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to cut it off for now. I'll come back to it, uh, at the end of the season. And I actually, I ended up, I had a deal in place where there was a company that was going to pay me to run episodes for the bad design podcast. Cause they liked the idea of sports and, and graphic design mixed together. And um, right as I was working with that deal, the athletic came along and I went back to full time. And I'm not sure if it's in my contract that I can't run it or not, but pretty much I'm just focusing all my time on like on this full time job and like mm-hmm. making sure all my energy and effort is going into that and uh, that I have no distractions or, or putting out like even even a, a half assed product. Like I just to me, there was so much time and effort that went into that podcast. I wouldn't want to put out something that's not of the same quality to, to what I originally had. Mm-hmm. And, um, like you said, like a lot of people, I, I enjoyed it. I was so glad to hear that so many people reached out that were interested in being on it or, or upset that I, I had kind of discontinued it without much warning. Um, I hope that it could come back. I don't have a timetable. I have no idea, uh, when I'll be able to get back to it. I like to keep the social media, aspect of it going so i'm constantly posting and tweeting on twitter mm-hmm. but um, you know it's just a lot of work and it's a lot of time that i don't currently have that's fair that's i i felt like it was going to be an answer like that um because it's it, i mean when you were running it like you put so much time into the production like i said and and you even said too you reiterated reiterated that wow um you, re, you reiterated that you did put a lot of time into you know the quality of the episodes rather than just pushing pushing something out half-assed which i think i think to be able to step down especially if you had a deal going into it too like you were going to work with a company they were going to pay you to run it and then the athletic came up you're like okay i need to step back you know i think that's that says a lot about you as a person when it comes to you know your your i guess focus on perfecting your craft and, you know, making sure your responsibilities lie where they should. I think that's really awesome. Um, is it ever coming back? <laughs> <laughs> I, so I'm still, can you very see, can you see yourself? Yeah. Can you see yourself doing it again? Yeah. I'm still very much passionate about it and I do want to bring it back. It, it was like, it killed me to be like, oh, I just can't, I can't do this anymore or for the time being. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I said, I really, what I really enjoyed about the podcast was connecting with, with other people. And I've heard you say this before on, on here, um, that it's just nice to talk to other creatives. You know, we kind of work in a space that can be very individual at times, you know, I mean, I work remote personally, so I don't even, the only other time I talk to my design team is when we have zoom meetings. So it was always nice to just connect with other graphic designers and the amount of people I've connected across the space from that podcast was awesome just having conversations mm-hmm. no matter how long they were for 20 minutes or an hour um it was just nice to meet other people and and see their stories and the same issues that we all go through every day and then discuss the same design topics that you'll see all over our feed um so yeah there's definitely still an interest for to bring it back and i i hope to do so but my timeline for that is i have 
I honestly have no idea. I mean, it could be six months from now. It could be a year from now. It could be five years from now. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I do plan on bringing it back eventually. Unfortunately, I just have no idea when that will be. The thing that I'm really impressed by is you mentioned this a little bit is like you still running the social media for it. And at least I see like your pin tweet, which is insane. I've never looked at the stats on your pin tweet. It's got 14.9 K likes. That's kind of fucking crazy. (laughs) Um, But like you're active and like you're keeping the social media up. And I would guess that you get pretty good engagement on it. And um, like with the people that used that used to listen to the podcast and, and everything. Like, I, I love that aspect of it. Um, how important did you see? Cause you, you had this account running when you were running the podcast, correct? Correct. Yeah. That was probably a dumb question, but I just wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to solidify how important was it, um, for you, at least how important did you think it was, um, for you when you were running the podcast to have this attached social media entity to it like did your audience gravitate towards that or did they gravitate towards your account um how did that how was that kind of balance um for that yeah i I felt like it was pretty important because i don't think everyone wanted to follow me for my nonsensical sports takes all the time because i'm someone who like i love to give my opinion on sports i love to talk about my favorite teams so i was like you know what let me give them like just a feed of graphic design related content and podcast related content. So that, that was like really my main reason. Like, listen, if you don't like to follow me, cause I could be an idiot on Twitter, follow at least like the, the podcast feed, if you just want that. And it's mm-hmm. funny, like the podcast account, that Twitter account actually blew up more after I stopped running the podcast than when I was running it. I think I only had about 800 followers when the podcast was actively being posted and produced. And now it has almost, 3,000 followers I think I think it's like 27 2800 or something yeah 2831 I'm looking at it right now yeah so it's gained over 2,000 followers without me even posting an episode so it's killing me that I haven't been able to put out an episode (laughs) and just see how many people listened I mean back then I was even getting three to four hundred listens an episode so like I couldn't even imagine now I I mean who knows it might not transfer you know all Mm -hmm. those people may not care but I couldn't imagine how many more people would listen now compared to then when it was only like 800 followers. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good return, you know, with just having like 800, 700 followers at the time of running it and you're getting three, 400 listeners. That's, that's pretty good conversion rate. <laughs> that's yeah, really good and conversion I, rate. I think there's an, an appetite for this, you know, for the graphic design community who wants to listen to others in the space. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's, like an oversaturation of podcasts about graphic design in sports related content. Um, I think there's maybe like, like other than you, I, I know there's ones that have came and gone. So like, I think there's like absolutely um, like I said, an appetite for people to digest this kind of content. And, and I mean, now you're taking advantage of that space and that's awesome. Like that's someone should be doing that because it's enjoy. It's nice to listen to these conversations. So yeah, like, just keep killing it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, it. I'm, I'm like you as well. Like, this is something I've I've been wanting to do. And it's, I, I had the same kind of um, outlook on, like, get it when I got into, like, sports design. Like, I wanted to connect with more creatives within the industry. And rather than, like, me, 
I guess I, I, I saw it as a possible, like, yes, I'm, I'm DMing them on Twitter, like getting information from them for myself, but I also wanted to have the opportunity to possibly structure something to make, like, to have the podcast act as like a middleman for information, like me DMing, reaching out rather than them just telling me they're telling me and a bunch of the people that listen as well, like being a, a catalyst for information providing and, and learning and everything like that. Um, Cause I didn't get that when I first started designing and I went in blind when I first started designing. So I feel like getting that information and having it as easily accessible as a podcast, which anyone can listen. You don't need Spotify premium to listen to this podcast. So like, I feel like that information is almost needed for people to make that process of, you know, going from beginner to being, being able to either make a living off freelance or get a job within the industry you want to be in. It doesn't have to be sports, but you know, getting that information from people that have done what you want to do is something that I was looking to provide, um, which I think it's, I, I've gotten really good feedback from the people that listen consistently and they, they love it so far. They love the people that I've had on and they love the information that they've been getting. And that's been my main purpose. So it's, it's been fantastic running it. Um, I love it. <laughs> I love it a lot. So. Hello. So I'm just cutting in in the middle here just to give a quick shout out to our guest today, Sean. I will be shouting him out at the end of the podcast, but I wanted to do it in the middle of the podcast because you know, some people don't really have the time to listen to 45 minutes of people talking. So we're about 20 minutes in. I'll tell you guys now, go down below, follow Sean and connect with him on Twitter and follow his podcast, Bad Design Podcast. Follow that. Make sure you go down below and connect with the man. All right, get back into the podcast. Yeah. And, and I think there's something very therapeutic about listening to the same people or people who maybe are more advanced in their career go through the same struggles you did right mm -hmm. and and understand there is a path to success or or being better at your craft and and i think that's really what this provides because there isn't much of this in our industry it, at least not specifically in sports there are other there's a lot of graphic design podcasts out there i remember before i started the bad design podcast i went and looked at what else was in the in you know that realm and it was all like you know fashion or uh, maybe just specifically logo design um there's a few different kinds of podcasts but nothing specifically in sports and we are really growing as a community it's getting bigger and bigger every day Mm -hmm. um it's really became really just in the last 10 years an extremely uh popular field to be a part of so mm -hmm. yeah like absolutely is an appetite for this and and i listen i listen to almost every episode i love what you're doing here uh with this and i think it just makes me miss it even more because i enjoy <laughs> uh having conversations with people like this all the time <clears throat> yeah it is it is it is fantastic to do and the people that I, I've said this before, like the people that I've had on this, I probably never would have like just out of my own will, like never would have reached out like just organically to ask them a question. Like now I'm thinking like, okay, like, yes, it, it's awesome to have this conversation with this person, but what can I provide to the audience as well? You know? Right. Which, which may be kind of that, that kind of makes me potentially sound like a bad person. Like I'm just doing it <laughs> to provide for the people listening, which honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing or like, I'm not genuinely reaching out to the people because I want to talk to them, which isn't the case. Like I want to have a good conversation with someone. I'm not going to have someone out here just for the clout. Like that's not a <laughs> no, thing. Right. 
Um, and well, one, it wouldn't make a good product. And two, it just wouldn't be an enjoyable time for the both of us. Um, but I wanted to figure out some way where I could, you know, like I said, bridge that gap between, you know, the reaching out or, you know, have, like I said, middleman for information and, you know, all that stuff. I'm not going to repeat myself. So <laughs> <laughs> no, you do a very good job at that. And, and I think that's, that's really, you know, the point to have a conversation that people draw information out of or, or learn mm-hmm. something out of. And, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's a fun space. Mm-hmm. So you talked a little bit about your process when you ran the podcast. Um, I know podcasts have become more and more kind of relevant in the space of content creation and, you know, information providing like just how like YouTube tutorials were really, really like were that main source of information to get when you're like trying to learn something. I think now it's going a little bit more towards podcasts in a sense. I mean, the, uh, I don't really like mentioning COVID, but the lockdown kind of allowed that spark of podcast to kind of fly up. Um, but so when you were producing your podcast avidly, what was like your whole process from like start to finish of an episode um, before you had a guest, or even if you want to start from the beginning, when you decided to even start the whole podcast in itself as a brand? Yeah. I, I, so the background to starting the podcast was I I had done a bunch of football podcasts and I felt like I had an idea of what made a successful podcast. Not that I had ever had one, but just, I understood what you needed to talk about, the questions you needed to be asked and what was entertaining to the audience. And then I was like, okay, what's like a name of a podcast that's like kind of funny. Like the logo is kind of interesting and it's not like so serious, like where, you know, you're going to sit in to a conversation about typography and the use of, you know, baseline height and all this crap that, you know, some people could learn in their lecture hall. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, like the bad design podcast is kind of like funny. I got Dan Beltran to make me like a pretty cool logo with it. Not that I couldn't do it, but it's just like one of those things when it's your own idea. It's like you, you stress on it too much. You couldn't even constant uh you know get a concept so dan made the logo and and then uh you know the process was pretty much i i had a bunch of guests that i would i would ask you know you try to get like a schedule like you had said and and um pretty much i'd, I'd find a guest and I'd be like okay let me find everything out about this person i can what's well, like an interesting question that people want to know a lot about or, or want to learn more about and um i would go over these lists of things with that person make sure they're okay to talk about these things and, um, you know, we'd have a conversation for about 30 minutes to an hour about, you know, said topics. Um, and I, I will say at the end, I started to get away from people's stories or come ups. Um, I would touch on it. But what I realized is a lot of people have, I wouldn't say like the same come up, but similar, like there's only so different your story could be from someone else. And I, I like to gravitate towards more like what was going on in the design world, like you know, uh, the first episode was with Dan about the, uh, the Rams logo and how controversial that was. So like we spent a good 30 minutes talking about that kind of stuff. And I think people started to gravitate towards those conversations because they were hot topics, um, within the community. And, um, so that was like another big talking point that was in those podcasts. Like I said, we'd still touch upon people's come ups, but a lot of people like I had Tyson Beck on Tyson Beck has talked about his come up a million times. I don't think everyone needs to know about how you know he left college 
Um, his professors told him he'd never be anything. And then like, you know, he started Boom. becoming, so yeah, he blew up. Right. So it was he, like, he is how many... like Tyson fucking back now. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> right. Like he's the man's a legend of the community. So it was like, you know, let's, let's move away from some of those stories that maybe are more, you know, everyone knows about or has heard about. And, and let's talk about things that are going on. Um, because I felt like there was uh, an appetite for that as well. And then obviously you have all your post-production stuff. So then it's like, you know, editing out anything that shouldn't have been said, or, or maybe there was like a long, awkward pause for a minute because internet connection issues or, you know, or even uh, the podcast doesn't record for the first 15 minutes, like stupid things like that, um, mm. that would take up my time. And then, you know, you throw it up with your graphic and promotion and all of that. Mm-hmm. So there you go, people. If you want to start a podcast, now you know how to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, make sure you have the time to commit to it. Because I really don't think people understand how much time and energy and effort goes goes into it. Mm-hmm. And especially now with like the like three or four different types of different like platforms for social media that you can post on. Like if you're really going if you're really going balls deep into this podcast thing for the people that don't like that balls deep, I'm, I use it a lot. So I'm, I'm going to say it. If, if you're really going, <laughs> if you're really going like balls deep into this podcast thing, like posting, I mean, I don't post on TikTok or, you know, Instagram or, you know, YouTube anymore, but if you, I feel like I should, if I want to make this, you know, as successful as it, as it can be um, like when you have that commitment to your craft and, wanting to, you know, dedicate the time to post on, you know, multiple things, format different things. And I think editing like an hour long thing where you, it's, it's not visual. It's like, you're listening to it completely uncut and like, you don't really have timestamps for things. Like you're scrubbing through audio for like an hour and a half, two hours to cut things out, make things pretty. And Oh my fucking God. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, and then even, even, you know, cutting things out, if you want to post clips or right. things like that. And then, you know, also doing, I mean, this probably doesn't take that long because it's templated, but creating the graphics to help promote the graphic and, or promote the episode and, you know, everything like that. And then, and then knowing in the back of your mind is like, I may get like 10 people listening to this, which I get fucking 10 people listening to this sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, you know, what's that hour of my time? But honestly, it's it's that one person in, in, in my mind. It's that one person that gets value from it. But anyways, that's off topic. Like the amount of things that go into, you know, the back end of not just recording the episode, but also, you know, producing the episode by yourself. It's it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time that goes into it. And it, oh, I could I can, I can very easily see how you got like frustrated with I don't want to stay up till midnight every fucking time I record this just to yeah. push an episode out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a long process. And I and like you hit it on the key promotion part too. Like clips are so huge. Like if I when I do bring it back or if I do whenever, like I will absolutely be utilizing more clips. Like that was something I was doing at the very end. And more people were like, you know, they were more interested to listen because they hear like a 15 second clip of someone talking about some topic and they're like, Oh, I want to know more about what they had to say. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
YouTube, I think is another good avenue, but I didn't utilize that at the time. I just went Spotify and Apple, but like you said, the clips, the, the timestamps. So that way people, if they don't want to spend an hour listening to a whole conversation, they could just jump to that one click tab bit and listen, they still listen to the show. <laughs> Technically, uh, you'll still get that, those uh, engagement numbers, but yeah, all those things are, are really key when it, when it comes to running a podcast. Mm-hmm it's a big production. Like it, it is, it's a big, it's a, it's a production. Like there's quality of quality of product that you got to take into account. And like the listeners are, is a podcast lifeline. Like if, if there's no one listening, you don't have a podcast. It's just you and a buddy of yours or whoever you have on just talking to yourselves. So it's like, you gotta be dedicated to the quality of content that you're putting out and make sure that it's at the end of the day, make sure it's something that your listeners want to listen to. You know, if they don't want to listen to it, you don't have a podcast. <laughs> right. Just, and you I, just got an audio track that's posted online and it's. <laughs> and, and I think what's, I always get a kick out of it today. Like how many people are like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and it could be like a celebrity or like your friend who works like does car sales, uh, you know, down the, at their local town where you grew up, like anyone thinks they could just do it and they could just talk on a microphone for an hour about nonsense. And that'll just, it'll just be good. Cause you know, like who they see Joe Rogan or I don't know, whoever you name is successful at mm-hmm. podcasting. And they just think I could do that and put zero effort into anything. And, and it's really not as easy as that. It's I've gotten to the point now where I think I've studied so much on podcasts. Like I, I, can listen to something and be like, Oh, this is a good podcast or this is a bad one. And it's, and I can't really explain exactly why, but it's just when I listen to the person's attention to detail about their guests, the questions they ask, um, the topics at hand, you know, their knowledge on the topic, it's all those types of things you got to, uh, you know, take into account. And, and it's almost become secondhand nation to me. And, and again, I've only had one podcast that was semi successful. I'm not saying I'm like some podcast, uh, you know, expert necessarily, but I just mm-hmm. feel like I've learned so much about it. I, I have somewhat of an idea what makes them good. Mm-hmm. And it's good that you mentioned Joe Rogan too. Like, even if you listen, you can't just listen to one episode of Joe Rogan. Like um, if you listen to like a handful of things, like, but drastically different guests that he has on, like he puts, I know he's like big into UFC and stuff and like fighting. So if you listen to an episode where he does like a UFC or like MMA centric one and then you listen to one where he has like neil degrasse tyson and then you listen to one where he has like an author on and you listen to one where it's a where it's a comedian he has to do the back-end research to be able to apply himself to the conversation rather than just saying hi how are you how's it going you know and then let's talk about some shit like you what i i'm always amazed by the plethora of the plethora of guests that he has on that are in completely like different side of the spectrum type of topics but he's always able to contribute to the conversation and add information in there and keep it going and keep it interesting like sometimes of course you'll say i don't know what the fuck that is can you explain it but then other times (laughs) he'll be like yeah i read that in your book actually and you touched on it this way really well and i want to apply my knowledge to this this conversation as well you know like I'm not saying I dove that deep into Sean Riley's Twitter account and stuff and (laughs) made sure I knew his whole story, but it's that whole side of things to be able to have a conversation that moves really well. That's going to be interesting rather than 
me just asking you very open-ended, you know, questions and having you elaborate constantly for 40 minutes and then we call it quits. You know, it's a conversation is a two-sided thing. Like it's, there's a person A and a person B, not just a person A, you know, just sitting there in the weeds waiting for the person B to carry the podcast. Exactly. Two-sided thing. Yeah. And right. And, and I think the host, like their job obviously is to ask questions that are, will get intriguing answers. And and Mm -hmm. I think there's like definitely a skill to not asking like, uh, you know, Oh, uh, why are you good at throwing a football to like Tom Brady? Right. Or like something (laughs) just so, so stupid that it's like, okay, everyone knows the answer to that question. Like why, why do I even have to elaborate on that? So yeah, like all those things you have to take into account and, and yeah, it's, um, I, yeah, I could talk about podcasting forever. It's it's something that's just passionate of mine. <laughs> what did you use to, I guess, operate, like to upload your podcast? Did you do it? Did you have like a way to do it? I know there's like four or five that I know of ways to that you can like upload it to Spotify and stuff. Or did you use Anchor like like I do? Or um, So I use a different hosting site. I think it was like Lipson or something like that um but they they had a paid subscription and the only reason i used it was because i was able to get all the statistics and data on uh the downloads how many listens like the demographics like the breakdowns by countries all that to be honest it probably wasn't worth it if i do it again i'd I'd go through anchor just because unless i'm making like thousands of dollars um it it just wouldn't it wasn't worth it i was paying like Mm -hmm. 20 dollars a month for something i could do for free um editing wise though i I think I just used GarageBand. Yes, I just used GarageBand and, and threw in like I had an intro audio, outro audio, and mm-hmm. then edited whatever clips I needed to on there. And it was mm-hmm. simple enough. Yeah, it's I find Anchor. I know if you're obviously if you've listened to this, so there's like an Anchor Anchor ad at the beginning. <laughs> Gotta yeah. get that CPM, bro. Gotta get that CPM. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Anchor is honestly like one of the better platforms i think to use to be able to upload the podcast i would suggest doing post-production like with your like with your own like self like with premiere pro or GarageBand or whatever you want to use because their software kind of sucks when it comes to that or their you know interface sucks when it comes to that but being able to upload it and have them you know distribute the podcast basically for free i mean not basically it is for free you know it's super simple and you can like pre-record if you're doing ads you can pre-record your ad segments into there and have them you can just click insert ad and it pops the ad in wherever you want to pop the ad in you know it's super simple like i'm like just blowing smoke up blowing sunshine and rainbows up anchor's asshole right here but it is what it is (laughs) they they make a good product i want to i want to i want to shut them out they make a good product and the guy whoever made anchor initially didn't get bought out by spotify so they probably made one hell of a bag when spotify bought them out so Mm. congrats to the people that made anchor because you probably made one hell of a check (laughs) no free ads but great product (laughs) yeah no no free free ads but great product great product um but yeah i mean I, i i i wanted you on the podcast to talk about you know one your podcast but also the process of making a podcast and the thinking behind the whole you know, coming of, oh, not really coming of age. I don't know why I wanted to say that, but like the, 
the the rise of like a podcast as a product and a brand you know how much had to go into the back end and how much you had to do prep wise when it came to getting a guest on and um and 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 then like after recording doing posts and everything um because i feel like the production of a podcast is is it's talked about but it's usually in like a stereotypical like youtube tutorial Mm. give me views type of way you know it's not like a super constructive from the from the source at least it doesn't seem like it's from the source it seems very scripted and everything so i wanted yeah that's what i i wanted you to to do that because you did have uh, you said semi-successful but i would say it was very successful like you did a really good job producing the product and you know i would take three four or five hundred views any fucking day on my <laughs> podcast so that'd be fantastic so wherever you were getting those throw those my way that'd be fantastic um and i th- i think you you make a really good point when it comes to establishing the social media presence so i also need to do did you listen to the episode where i had with john holmes or homescope did you listen oh it's uh, partially i didn't listen to the whole thing partially, okay yes. so he stressed a shit ton mm-hmm on making external content from you know the piece of you know content that you're making so i need to take him up i told him i was going to and i'm being an asshole because i haven't done anything like that yet so i'm gonna have two deals i'm gonna have one with john one with you i'm going to make i think i think this current state of creative process is in season two it's like labeled as season two because i had some episodes prior to when i started episode one of like this current so season three is going to be like full rebranded and then social media and then content I'm, I'm i'm throwing my word out there you've heard it john i'm going to link this to you john you're you're listening to this i'm going to put a timestamp so you can listen john you've heard it so you can hold me accountable because apparently I, I i i've been an asshole i haven't done anything that i said i was going to do to you so there i'm putting it out in the world all the listeners you hear it too now we know <laughs> Hold me accountable because I've been an Jared. asshole. <laughs> hold Jared accountable. Make sure he gets on that social media promo- uh, promotion. And and homeschools a great, great example of someone who's just killing it in the oh, yeah. uh, content world. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that man produces content like no one else. <laughs> He's a fucking machine. That's what he is. He is a yeah, machine. seriously. <laughs> and it's great too. If you guys, I'm I'm gonna plug John too. Look up at Homescope on Twitter. John's a great guy. Um, but yes, Sean, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for coming. On. It's been an awesome time talking to you. I have been wanting to talk to you for a while. Um, I guess specifically about you know your podcast and everything. Um, <laughs> but just by listening to you, I knew you'd be a, you'd be a great person to talk to and pick your brain and you know have have a great conversation with and it's been, it's been an awesome conversation. So I think my, my assumptions have been, have been correct. It's, it's been fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything else like that you have anything you want to say or, <laughs> uh, no, I, I appreciate you for having me on. Um, you know, it's, uh, it was a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you a little bit more. Like I said, I miss having these types of conversations. So, um, yeah, I appreciate that. And if you need any help, let me know, please guys, make sure you follow Jared um, and listen to his podcast. Cause trust me right now, it's probably the best option uh, out there for sports related design content. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. 
Um, I will, I know we're listening here in the beginning or in the end, but I will, there should have been a plug for Sean's socials in the middle of the podcast, because I always forget to do that in the recording. So a plug for Sean's socials will be in the middle, but I'm going to plug him again, follow Sean on Twitter and follow the bad design podcast on Twitter. It'll all be down below. Um, you can find that stuff down there. So go connect with him, go connect with the content that he's posting on bad design podcast. Honestly, sometimes you have some funny takes on there and sometimes you post, like you just give a shout out to the people you repost graphics that are really well done. You give a shout out to the people there. It's, it's a, it's a fantastic time. So, um, Sean, again, thank you for coming on. This has been episode 31 of the creative process podcast. And Oh my gosh, as I drop my AirPods case, that's fantastic. Um, but I hope you guys have a good rest of your day, week, month, whenever you're listening to this, but as always, make sure you tell someone that you love them today. All right. Peace out. Take it easy. We'll see you in episode 32. All right. Peace.